All right, man. So we're supposed to have a guest on, a Canes yeah. guy. Yeah. He flaked. But it's all good. It happens, yeah, brother. It happens. Busy, he's busy. He's busy. I understand. After a long, you know, after, you well, know. We probably got in late, too, Got in late, bro. traveling. Got to get yourself set up for a week. What time's the game at in, what, Raleigh at midnight? Yeah, it ended at midnight. You're yanking yeah, the plane. Like, you're not on that plane until at least the one thirty-two. Yeah. Because you you're not leaving the locker room for another hour or two. Yeah. What? 20 minutes to the, to the airport. Yeah, from Raleigh, actually, to How the airport, it's probably like 30. Well, probably, well, like 20 with a uh, police escort like they normally do. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's all right, you know. But it's also, tough. like Sunday, you don't have meetings or nothing, bro. Yeah, but Sunday's a day to rest. You know how it is. When you're a, when you're a uh, collegiate athlete, you try to, you know, whenever you can find rest time, you do. We know how it is. I know how it is, yeah. especially playing, because crystal ball demands a lot out of you mentally and physically with football. So, you know, every program is a little bit different, but I know I went through it, so yeah. I kind of understand. But it's okay. We'll get some... Uh, what did you think about the game? Uh, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough to watch. <clears throat> it was tough because I knew we were, that we had a better team. You know, we... I mean, definitely the more talented team. We had a better team, and... You know, we could have. I don't. Yeah, we had, we had a better team. This these thing to say, but <clears throat> yeah, we just came. We fell short. You know, it was it's, it's a little frustrating. I know I'm not even. It must be frustrating for the players for sure. It's frustrating as a fan. You know, now looking on now, so looking in, but yeah, you know, just we gotta get back to our groove. We got our games don't get easy to get only get harder. So we need to kind of pick it up. That's what we were talking about because you have you're going to to Florida State, who is nine and zero, and ranked fourth right now in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. So, and then after that, you've got Louisville, who's probably going to be top ten, and then Boston College, who's won five straight. Five straight. It's like six and six is a real possibility, which is like I mean, we just Uh, had we just had Cam on, and we were talking about running the table. It's it's crazy how like one game really. it dictates the perception of everything, huh? Like one loss and now everything's doom and gloom. Because yeah. like you beat Clemson, like we had Cam right yeah. after the Clemson win, which yeah, was a huge win. win. Big win for us. Like Clemson, like people don't realize. Clemson I beat believe, Notre Dame this past week. They weekend. beat Notre Dame, yeah. And they have seven out of the last eight ACC championships. So I know it's an off year, but yeah, it's a team that Miami hasn't been able to beat historically in the past decade or so. Yeah. And it seemed like everything was going right, and then it's just you, you get a stinker like that. And it's tough, dude. It's tough, but I think you know two things going to next week for Florida State since we're playing Florida State. It's a rival game, so anything can happen. So, I mean, it's a rival game, so I know you know we're gonna bring our best. You know, Miami's at their best. You know, we're hard to beat. Doesn't matter who it is, and I think we come in there with less pressure on ourselves. Then Florida State. Florida State's undefeated, so they don't want to lose. They're trying to get to the playoffs. For us, we're playing just to keep a good record and you know save face and make a bowl game. So for us, we have no pressure. We can go out there and play. And games like this is how most time teams like Florida State lose. You know, high rivalry games where nothing's on a, the other team had nothing to lose. Like that's these are the games that you know most time gets taken away from big teams like that right now. So I think Miami can go in there and do it. Unless you just completely lose confidence. Like we've seen in the past how 
teams after a loss like that yeah. where you have such high expectations and then you just kind of you mail it in the rest of the year like it's true like it's true it could be it could be both but i'm hoping i mean listen i know you know you know there you could tell by the way the team fought all the way to the end at the nc state game that you know they still believe in themselves they're still confident the defense i don't know defense. about the offense though bro and, offense, and that leads us to tyler and like what's going on with him like yeah i mean listen i think he's you played heck, with him. I played with him. He's a heck of a quarterback. He's a good dude. Great football player. He's smart. I just think, you know, he just find, he got he got to find his rhythm. You know what I mean? Get back to his rhythm or whatever that may be. Now, I'm not the coach, so, you know, I can't say what could happen. You know what I mean? After these last couple games or, you know, games. So, I mean, he's got to just find rhythm. Yeah, it happens. I don't know if he's hurt or whatever. You know what I mean? He could be hurt. That's that's what I was trying to figure out because I know he's got the knee, but like, I don't know if it's mental, physical, or both. That's because like right. I watched that game, full A and M game, and they start off a little slow, like first two drives, first right. two three drives. I don't think they scored, right. and after that they were popping. That's what I'm like, saying. Tyler, Kobe, Jacoby, like they were going off. Offense was explosive through Temple game, which is what the first four or five first games. Four games. Yeah. First four or five games, we looked great. And we were talking about this before. As soon as they hit GT game, yeah, which they could have won, obviously with everything that happened at the end. But even if they did win, offense didn't look the same as that same team against AM. And then ever since then, something happened, whether it be psychological, physical. And I, I just don't know. And I wish, I just wish we would have had our guest to talk about it because he's he knows he's a big part of the offense. But um Yeah, it's just weird, bro. I'm just trying to figure it out. And it's yeah. yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I, I agree. It's definitely been ups and downs for the offense. I mean, it, it it's any sports, you know what I mean? Uh, I think you're right though. First four games of season four or five, we they started off on fire. They were and it's throws that he usually makes. Like we were looking at that first one, the the first pick in the end zone. I, I believe they're on the 15 or 20 or something like that. Was it the second quarter? Somewhere in the first half, mm -hmm. he had a whole shot. And I think if you look at that boundary safety, I think uh, I think it was a coverage bust because I think he was in four. He was supposed to be in cover two over the top. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's called the whole shot where the receiver he slips past in the corner gives you that. Yeah. And you just got to put it over the corner. And it's a throw that you make and that Tyler's yeah. made a million times that any D1 quarterback has can, made a trillion times. And you just, you just under yeah, throwing yeah, it to yeah. pick. And that's that's what, minimum three points. And that, that could have been the difference in momentum and all that. Um, the other picks, you're kind of like forcing in like third and fourth long situations, which, you know, yeah, which are more excusable. But turnovers like that in the end zone and then in your own territory, like that fumble. I mean, like you just like you're not gonna win on the road with four turnovers like that. Yeah. Like uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It's 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 hard. It's hard. You know, what I mean, and you definitely can't put you know, definitely can't put on one player. Um, I mean, the fans I, are. Yeah, that's true. But like, like but, if you're but, a Canes fan listening to this right now, you're like, damn right, you can. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I know your boys with yeah. them, and like I'm not gonna bash a player all and like as well because I play quarterback and right, right. I'm just gonna call it how it is, but. He has, um, he, has, he has a step but up. But the fans I are mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he listen, I'm, I'm sure he knows he has to play better. He's a competitor. Um, you know, like I said, I played with him. So he knows he has to step up. I think, you know, he, like you said, you watched the press conference. He, he, he throughout the week, he, he prepares. You know, I've seen him prepare. So he prepares hard. You know, he's always. Is he a grinder like in the film room? Like he's, a, he's a grinder. He's a grinder. He does his thing. So it's just sometimes things don't click. Things just don't work out. You know how it is. Sometimes in sports, like you can train. Yeah. Working hard isn't always equivalent, you know what I mean, to performance all the time. No, for so, sure. Uh, yeah. I was just so, you know, asking. sometimes you just got to just, you know, kind of got to just kind of work through, you know, 
work you know through the, through the trash and try to find you know yeah i mean you could all right man so we we're supposed to have a guest on a canes yeah. guy yeah he flaked but it's all good it happens yeah, brother he's it happens. busy he's busy Busy. I understand after a long, you know, after you know, well, we probably it, got in late, got too, in late bro. traveling, got to get yourself set up for a week. What time's the game at in what, Raleigh at midnight? Yeah, ended at midnight. You're yeah, getting the plane, like you're not on that plane until at least the 132. Yeah, because you don't, you're not leaving the locker room for another hour or two. Yeah, what 20 minutes to the, to the airport? Yeah, from Raleigh, actually, to How the airport is probably like 30. Well, probably, well, you're 20. With uh, police escort, like they normally do. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's all right, you know. But it's also, it's like Sunday, you don't have meetings or nothing, bro. Yeah, but Sunday's a day to rest. You know how it is when you're a, when you're a uh, collegiate athlete. You try to, you know, whenever you can find rest time, you do. We know how it is. I know how it is. Yeah. Especially playing because crystal ball demands a lot out of you mentally and physically with football. So you know. Every program is a little bit different, but I know I went through it, so yeah. I kind of understand. But it's okay. We'll get some. Uh, well, what do you think about the game? Uh, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough to watch. <clears throat> it was tough because I knew we were that we had a better team. You know, we. I mean, definitely the more talented team. We had a better team, and you know, we could have. I don't. Yeah, we had, we had a better team. This these thing to say, but <clears throat> yeah, we just came. Up, we fell short. You know, it was it's, it's a little frustrating. I know I'm not even. It must be frustrating for the players for sure. It's frustrating as a fan. You know, now looking on now, outside looking in, but yeah, you know, just we gotta get back to our groove. We got our games don't get easy to get only get harder. So oh. we kind of pick it up. That's what we were talking about because you have you're going to to Florida State, who is nine and zero. And ranked fourth right now in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. So, and then after that, you've got Louisville, who's probably going to be top 10. And then Boston College, who's won five straight. Five straight. It's like six and six is a real possibility. Which is like, I mean, we just uh, had we just had Cam on, and we were talking about running the table. It's, it's crazy how, like, one game really, uh, it dictates the perception of everything, huh? Like, one loss, and now everything's doom and gloom. Yeah. Because, like, you beat Clemson. Like, we had Cam right yeah. after the Clemson win, which yeah, was a huge win. win. Big win for us. Like, Clemson, like, people don't realize. Clemson I beat Notre Dame this past week. They weekend. beat Notre Dame, yeah. And they have seven out of the last eight ACC championships. So, I know it's an off year, but yeah, it's a team that Miami hasn't been able to beat historically in the past decade or so. Yeah. And it seemed like everything was going right, and then it's just, you, you get a stinker like that, and it's tough, dude. It's tough, but I think, you know, two things going to next week for Florida State since we're playing Florida State. It's a rival game, so anything can happen. So, I mean, it's a rivalry game, so I know, you know, we're going to bring our best. You know, Miami's at their best. You know, we're hard to beat. It doesn't matter who it is. And I think we come in there with less pressure on ourselves than Florida State. Florida State's undefeated. So they don't want to lose. They're trying to get to the playoffs. For us, we're playing just to keep a good record and, you know, save face and make a bowl game. So for us, we have no pressure. We can go out there and play. And games like this is how most time teams like Florida State lose. You know, high rivalry games where nothing's on a – the other team had nothing to lose. Like that's – these are the games that, you know, most time gets taken away from big teams like that right now. So I think Miami can go in there and do it. Unless you just completely lose confidence. Like, we've seen in the past how 
teams after a loss like that yeah. where you have such high expectations and then you just kind of you mail it in the rest of the year. Like it's true. Like that's know. true. It could be it could be both, but I'm hoping I mean listen, I know, you know, you know there you could tell by the way the team fought all the way to the end at the NC State game that, you know, they still believe in themselves. They're still confident. The defense. There. I don't know defense. about the offense though, bro. And, the and offense, that leads us to Tyler and like what's going on with him. Like you, Yeah. I mean listen, I think he's you played heck, with him. I played with him. He's a heck of a quarterback. He's a good dude, great football player, he's smart. I just think, you know, he's just he got he gotta find his rhythm. You know what I mean? Get back to his rhythm or whatever that may be. Now, I'm not the coach, so you know, I can't say what could happen, you know what I mean, after these last couple games or, you know, games. So I mean, he's gotta just find rhythm. Yeah, it happens. I don't know if he's hurt or whatever. You know what I mean? He could be hurt. That's that's what I was trying to figure out because I know he's got the knee, but like, I don't know if it's mental, physical, or both. That's because like yeah. I watched that game, full A and M game, and they started off a little slow, like first two drives, first right. two three drives. I don't think they scored, right. and after that they were popping. That's what I'm like, saying. Like Tyler, Kobe, Jacoby, like they were going off. Offense was explosive through Temple game, which is what the first four or five first games. Four games. Yeah. First four or five games, we looked great. And we were talking about this before. As soon as they hit GT game, yeah, which they could have won, obviously with everything that happened at the end. But even if they did win, offense didn't look the same as that same team against AM. And then ever since then, something happened, whether it be psychological, physical. And I, I just don't know. And I wish, I just wish we would have had our guest to talk about it because he's he knows he's a big part of the offense. But um Yeah, it's just weird, bro. I'm just trying to figure it out. And it's yeah. yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I, I agree. It's definitely been ups and downs for the offense. I mean, it's it's any sports, you know what I mean? Uh, I think you're right though. First four games of season four or five, we they started off on fire. They were and it's throws that he usually makes. Like we were looking at that first one, the the first pick in the end zone. I, I believe they're on the 15 or 20, something like that. Was it the second quarter? Somewhere in the first half, mm -hmm. he had a whole shot. And I think if you look at that boundary safety, I think uh, I think it was a coverage bust because I think he was in four. He was supposed to be in cover two over the top. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's called the whole shot where the receiver he slips past in the corner gives you that. Yeah. And you just got to put it over the corner. And it's a throw that you make and that Tyler's yeah. made a million times, that any D1 quarterback and has can, made a trillion times. And you just, just under yeah, throwing yeah, it to pick. And that's that's what, minimum three points. And that, that could have been the difference in momentum and all that. Um, the other picks, you're kind of like forcing in like third and fourth long situations, which, you know, yeah, which are more excusable. Of but course. turnovers like that in the end zone and then in your own territory, like that fumble. I mean, like you just like you're not gonna win on the road with four turnovers like that. Yeah. Like uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It's 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 hard. It's hard. You know what I mean? And you definitely can't put you know, definitely can't put on one player. Um, I mean, the fans I, are. Yeah, it's true. Well, like, like I, if but, you're but, a Canes fan listening to this right now, you're like, damn right, you can. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I like I know your boys with yeah. them, and like I'm not gonna bash a player all and like as well because I play quarterback and right, right. I'm just gonna call it how it is, but. He has, he, has, he has a step but up. But the fans I are mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he listen, I'm, I'm sure he knows he has to play better. He's a competitor. Um, you know, like I said, I played with him. So he knows he has to step up. I think, you know, he, like you said, you watch the press conference. He, he, he throughout the week, he, he prepares. You know, I've seen him prepare and so stuff. He prepares hard. You know, he's always. I don't Is he know, a grinder, like in the film room? Like he's, that? he's a grinder. He's a grinder. He does his thing. So it's just sometimes things don't click. Sometimes things just don't work out. You know how it is. Sometimes in sports, like you can train. Yeah. Working hard isn't always equivalent, you know what I mean, to performance all the time. No, for so, sure. Uh, yeah. I was just so, you know, asking. sometimes you just got to just, you know, kind of got to just kind of work through, you know, 
work you know through the, through the trash and try to find you know yeah i mean you could say that week two three four but this is like you know season's that's almost true. over yeah i think i think that's why people are upset because it's in the middle of the season but and almost it's three weeks left three weeks left and a bowl game so we just got to just handle business in Florida State. I think we could beat Florida State, but we got to come out on fire. Offense has to come out slinging. Defense has been playing really well. Offense just has to play the way they know they can the first, like, four or five games. because they, they got great play. We have great players. Yeah. Offensive line looks great. Running backs look great. Well, what's the, like, you having been there last year, what's the culture like in terms of, like, this is one of those situations where it's a little bit make or break. Like, like Miami has the talent to win these last three games, win the bowl game, and like go on a great run yeah. leading into 24. But they could also lose the next four just as easily. Yeah. Next so it's kind of like that make or break point where it's like someone's got to say something, someone has to do something. Like, what's the leadership like in the locker room? Like, you know better than anyone in the media because like you were there not too long ago. Like, is there a guy who can go in front of the team and call like a players only meeting? Like, like what? What can or would happen yeah. behind the doors? I, I think... Like, what happened last? Like, was there yeah. anything like that happened last year? Yeah, of course. I mean, we had a... You know, for me, a lot of times we would have defensive players. On defensive side, they would, you know, be the most vocal, I think. So we'd have guys like Corey Flagg. Shout out Corey Flagg. He's playing pretty well. He made, uh, I think, the game-saving tackle. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's very... He's, that yeah. zone read. Or it wasn't even a zone read. You're supposed to give it. Did, yeah. you, did you hear him talk about that? No, 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 no. Yeah, Cade was supposed to give it. Oh, okay. Well, he might have gotten it. He made, yeah. But no, but Corey made a huge play yeah, on Corey that. made a huge play, so I know he's very vocal. So he's like one of the leaders on defense. James Williams. Cam? Uh, Cam Kitchens, yeah. When he does speak, everyone listens. I mean, you, 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 he's respected throughout the locker room. And yeah, I mean, he's a, one of the best safeties in college football. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, all guys like that. So, you know, a lot of people step up. You know, I'm, I, I'm probably missing some, but remember last year, those would be the most vocal guys. So, you know, we have players, and it's not about the leadership. You know, I think it's just everyone just being accountable. Continue. That's something that coach that coach stressed a lot. Like you gotta hold your hold your neck, hold the next person accountable. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't, ma it doesn't matter players, if you're. It doesn't matter if it's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think it matters if you were. I don't think it matters if you're a starter or if you're a walk on or whatever. I think holding each other accountable is a big thing that we had to learn last year, and I think they gotta do that in the next couple of weeks. Like, okay, listen. Like, yo, like, you got to go to your boys. You're not playing well. You need to try X, Y, and Z. Like, I see you're not preparing the same way. Like, do this, that, and the third. So, I think holding each other accountable the next three weeks is what's going to help bring them victory. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, they have well, the talent. I, I'm just saying it's not going to happen just on its own, though. Like, it's going to require, like, a guy like Corey or Cam to go in front of the team and, like, I mean, I'm not going to tell them what to do. But, like, yeah. like of course. even at SC, like. Of course. Like you see, like it, like the best terrors are all the best teams rather are all player led. Yeah, and it, I I agree, and and that's something that our coaching staff taught us too. Like those are the teams. Like you don't the coaches just kind of just there to call the plays. We create the environment and the culture. You know what I mean? They can give us little tricks and stuff like that to help build the culture, but we really control the culture. So yeah, I mean I think I think, I think the culture is well there. Like you said, you know it's it's good. It's just you know, we kind of just kind of fell short the last couple games. You know what I mean? Like, we're not getting blown out. It's just, like, those last couple plays. Like, what could we done yeah. better? No, that's so. actually a really good point. Like, you're not getting blown out. Yeah. So, we're not getting, like, you know, that's the biggest thing. Last year, we just kind of different. We kind of, some games, we were kind of get blown out. But this year, I think it's the team. definitely a better team. team. And, like, and the, you did the, mention the, the, the offensive team, The team's fighting to the end. I respected the way the defense played at the end. 
against NC State. Like they could let them score on the one yard line, whatever two, two or three yard line, yeah. and they held their own. So it's a it's a championship level. Yeah, yeah, but it's a, no. We were talking about this before. Also, it's a championship level defense, which makes it even more of a shame, like to kind of just waste that, bro. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even play in Miami. I'm not even like really a fan, but just watching, it's like it's it's frustrating, bro. It's a shame, bro. Because yeah, yeah. you have dogs on. Like Cam's a first rounder. James is going to the league. What? Daryl and Jaden on the perimeter at corner are league guys as well. Like, that front seven has tons of young studs, Talent. too. Yeah, bro. Um, like, I want to say the what? There's, like, at least, like, six, seven league dudes on that defense. Like, it's a very legit yeah. defense. If not more, yeah. Like, and the big weakness is the offensive line. It's one of the strengths now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Receivers are balling. Yeah. Everyone's click. Is I just think we're just, you know. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't, you know. Quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, and turnovers, turnovers. I think the big thing is just turnovers. You know what I mean? You don't know if you can put it on one position group, but just turnovers. Like, basically, I think it's just like you know, okay, like how we fix turnovers, how we not shoot ourselves in the foot. Like you said, last four games we've probably had how many turnovers? Probably like what 12, 10 or twelve turnovers, yeah. something like that, right? A good amount, right? Yeah. That's not gonna win you games on the road either. I think Tyler's gone four touchdowns and. 10 picks in the last four games. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's it's, it's it's tough to win games, no matter who you are. It's tough to win games like that. Doesn't matter how good your defense plays, you kind of gotta, you know, you know, it's, it's it's hard. So, you know, like I said, I think he knows he has to play better, and I think he will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I know, you know, did you watch any other games over the weekend? Honestly, I did not. I was just focused on the Miami game. Uh, I'm from North Carolina, so it's kind of no good to see, you know. I'm from Raleigh. NC State? NC State. Damn, bro. Why are you rooting for NC State? No, I'm not rooting for NC State. I just want to, you know. I'll, did you, like, root, root for them? Like, how does it work within North Carolina in terms of, like, fandom? Like, Duke, I, UNC, NC State, like, those yeah, are all Duke, powerful. UNC, yeah. I was always a UNC fan. I had cousins who played at UNC. Uh, so I've always been a UNC fan. Dad went to State, though, so. And then my head. Is that a big robbery? NC State, UNC, not really. It's more UNC Duke basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very big. Yeah. Uh, football, yeah, it'll be a little bit. Dude, North Carolina football is kind of underrated. It is. I told you about listen, we got some of the easily some of the best athletes. Don't <laughs> say that. I'm, just, listen, I said I'm not saying that Florida doesn't. Take the compliment, bro. I'm not saying that. No, listen, listen. Like a lot of guys, in, I know, like a lot of guys in North Carolina, we grew up playing basketball, and then we switched to football because like it's. So overpopulated. Mm. So like a lot of times, football is like our second sport. Whereas here in Miami, it's the other way around. Football is your f- first sport. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're just athletes up there. We just, you know what I mean? Like these are hoopers. It's different. Hoopers. Yeah. yeah. But athletes, you gotta be like a lot of us make smooth transitions and play. Like Dessa Lawrence, he played basketball. You know what I'm saying? Big dude. But he he's always been able to move. Yeah. Oh, he's from North Carolina. From North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And then went down to South Carolina to play Clemson. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I don't know how they let him out of. Money. I don't know how North Carolina let him out of, out of. Uh, that boat pain. Yeah, but hey, good for him though. But yeah, so we got a, uh, we got enough talent up there for sure. Yeah, big hooping culture. Yeah. Yeah, no, football is definitely like football is everything down here. Although, like basketball has picked up. 
I think uh, the number one basketball recruit is from down here. Is it the Boozer? Boozer yeah, twins? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, they're twins? I thought it was only one guy. Oh, the brothers? Oh, I don't know. I'm yeah. asking. It doesn't matter. They come, they come to Carolina. We strapping it. Strapping that shit on. For real? It's different out there. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Like, the, hoop, the Hooper what, culture is a little what different. What are the best basketball states? Is it, um, I thought Illinois, New York. Yeah. I mean, up north, yes, for sure. I know DC, like yeah, DMV yeah, yeah. has a good DC is really good basketball. Not really the V, but I know the V is solid, but, you know, it's, once you, it's North Carolina up, then it's like, okay, like, that's where basketball really starts. Like, but I know, like, we hold our own easily. Like, really? It's not even close. Florida's picking up, man. It wouldn't be close. Like, I played pickup here and then playing pickup growing up in North Carolina. Not even close. It's different? Just talent? Like, well, raw better. skill or? Raw raw skill. Like, or you just guys fundamentals. More athletic, but like, just raw, like, natural, like, basketball skill. Mm. Like, because guys are just playing earlier. We're playing early, so we're exposed to more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like New York. Like, they're exposed to play, playing basketball a little bit early because they don't really have fields. Well, and I think stuff. that's weather. I think in cold weather states, you have to play indoor sports more. That's true. That's true. Like California, Texas, Florida, why are they yeah. so good at football? Because you can play year-round. Yeah. You have spring ball. You're good at football, like yeah. soccer and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mostly football. Yeah. yeah. Not basketball. Yeah. We just expose that. So it cuts age. out like five months out of the year. Like, what are you going to go out there when it's snowing? I mean, you could technically, but you're more likely to just stay inside. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's going to stay inside. Yeah. You guys don't have spring ball, right? No. That's crazy. Go. Like, that. that's a whole developmental period that you're missing. That is, and you know how it is. Those and screens, seven on seven culture too. Like you guys don't really have that either, do you? We have seven on seven, but not as big what you guys have. Dude, seven on here is a whole industry. Like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Like dudes getting offers off of it. It's a whole like dudes getting paid yeah. sponsorships, huge sponsorships. No, it's crazy. Yeah, but our, uh, overtime created the whole league. You saw that the OT seven? Yes, down here, right? They have a team, right? I don't know. Oh, it's, okay, it's a uh, tournament. Yeah, nah, like broadcast way, it and yeah. all that. It's way bigger than when I was growing up. We didn't like it was seven on seven. We played like different teams, but it was way, it's way bigger down here for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was I smart. think that's why dudes are like, dudes are just better at an early age as well. Yeah, because you get, because of that. Like, like we know like from playing collegiate football that that springtime that like develop developmental period right there in spring you you get a lot better in spring. You know what I'm saying? Because you're working on your game. And then you got the summertime to work on it. Like, you're getting better. You're playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're playing one time a year, really. You guys are playing all, throughout the whole year. So, of course, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit harder. Whereas, you know, basketball, we're playing all, all year round. Like, basketball, basketball, basketball. Did you want to play basketball? Yeah. I mean, you'd that, rather play college basketball than college football? That, I mean, listen, that was like my first sport. And I was like, what, five came out, like four or five came out just, just killing it. Like. At four? Like, yeah, four or five years old. I came out um, like playing basketball. It was my first ever. <clears throat> that was my first like organized sport was really? basketball. Then I picked up football, I think, like two years later. You know, besides playing in the backyard and stuff, yeah. that's how I grew up playing in the backyard, playing in the street. Yeah. And then, you know. I got recess, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. boys. Just know. playing outside. And then after that, it was baseball. But. So uh, basketball is like my number like number one sport, but yeah, I wanted to, wanted to play, but you know, again, if you're not, it's so overpopulated. Like it's in North Carolina. In North Carolina, well, it's it's hard to make it out, and and like you're not super tall, so yeah, I'm not s- short, <laughs> bro. How tall are you? <laughs> six one, six foot, six one. 
I mean, I mean I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not one of those guys. Like, it's oh, way, like, it's way harder. It than, is harder. Uh, that's what I told six myself. Foot, like you got to be a yeah. dog. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's I told myself that. So I, actually, my mom told me she was like, "Listen, like, she was like, listen, like, you're not that tall. Like, yeah, like you're good at basketball, Dang. but like you're way more athletic. But now she yeah. kept it real though. No, no, no it's true, and bro. Look, because I mean, I've I've had teammates in high school who were like tweeners, like maybe what six four, six five, which is like you're a tall rush yeah. end or tight end in football, and like you can get a bunch of offers, but in right. basketball you're short. Like Definitely. if you're a six four, six five, small forward. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of not going to cut it. That's, like, that's more or less shooting like, guard height. Yeah. You got to be disgusting. And I was like, okay, listen, I can give a bucket. Don't get twisted. I yeah, can you give you be a different. bucket. Yeah, you got to be, yeah. But like, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, go like high D1 like I did in football. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah, it was yeah. not even close. Like I picked up football and then it was like, all right, like things started to just like, you know, going in order. So, you know, it's different. It's yeah. different, man. Did you play basketball growing up? I did. I played. I played in middle school, but once I got to high school, my dad just wanted me to stick to football. So you played one sport that year. Yeah, I played a year of lacrosse. Yeah, Lax, really Lax boy. I just, I just did a year, just Lax like bro. just to mess around with like my friends. Yeah, but yeah, my dad was always really uh, a stickler about like sticking to one thing. Really, that's yeah. weird. We've always, I just know growing up where I was, everyone just like we kind of like we played through. Whatever the season was, it was football season. I think that's how it basketball should be. and yeah. baseball, and I think that always made me all around athlete. I think so, it makes you a better athlete. So when I came to, it didn't matter. So when I came to any season, I was always like at least in some type of shape, and I was always like at least yeah, could I move and have good feet. And you're not gonna get burnt out too. Don't get burnt out because football. If I and in it, and I think a lot of players that play more different, more than one sport have less injuries. Because <clears throat> your body and your muscles yeah. are used to training at different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Playing football, you know, football is a lot of your body. So, all I, f- that. I feel like if you look at all the best athletes in the league right now, most of them were dual sport athletes in high school. Like Easy. either track, track and basketball are going to be the two big other sports that you're playing. But right. I don't know, like there's got to be a stat somewhere. I'm telling you, it's, it's yeah. maybe it's not the majority, but a lot of dudes. Yeah. And that's what sucks, though. It's, it's been kind of changing. With, with seven on seven, that's a big part of it, though. Yeah. I don't, but I don't agree. I think. So to this day, we're finding that the better athletes, I I think now a lot of kids are doing a lot more personal training. So they're doing a lot more personal bro, training. from a young and, age too, bro. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's... This, this gym I'm working at, the the one in Hialeah I was telling you about, yeah. it's all these, it's 90% plus baseball dudes. Like some MLB, college, high school, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like where kinda you're where at. Lock, out, yeah. yeah. But you guys have a little more football, I think. Nah, it's 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 mostly baseball. It's mostly baseball. So, I didn't like I didn't know much about baseball growing up, like how it worked in terms of like working your way up through uh, you know the minor league system, triple double yeah, A, it's a lot, all that. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like even like the international dudes, I didn't know how any of this worked as a football dude. Apparently, like some of these countries in South America, they'll pluck you at like twelve, thirteen, and then you don't have to go to school anymore based off of like their country's rules. Did you know this? I didn't know that. So I didn't like, know it was like that in the U.S., obviously you have to like go legally to you have to go through high school, and like I believe, right? You have to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, look that up. What's the yeah, in baseball? You can't get that. Uh, you can't get called from the, from like high school to MLB without graduate. Like you gotta go through high school. You have to. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Maybe there's like a cutoff age, but anyways, in South America, it's way younger. So there's these like 11, 12, 13 year olds at my gym. I'm like, bro, who are these kids? Like, why aren't you in school? Like, we're training, like, in the morning. I'm like, 
are you homeschooled? Like, who, like what are you doing? They don't speak but, English at all. Yeah. And basically they have these verbal offers from these MLB teams, oh. like two, $3 million at like 11 years old. And wow. um, your agent basically is like paying for all your training. And then they fly you up here to Miami to train for a few months, like get bigger, like work in the batting cages with like real pro dudes. And then, um, and then once you hit a certain age, I want to say like 14 or 15, that's when the teams can bring you in, but only at their offshore locations. So they all have facilities in like the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Yeah. You yeah. knew this? Yeah, bro. And then that's like I another like this. feeder program. And then once you're like maybe 16, 17, 18 older, then they bring you back to the States. But like, bro, these kids are done with school at 12. Like, yeah. if you get hurt, you're screwed. Yeah. Ba- baseball is actually a lot more competitive than what I thought. It's it's, it's pretty competitive. Well, like in, maybe not in the U.S., but in other countries, like, people play baseball. You know what I mean? Like, baseball and soccer. Bro, but it's all they do, though. Yeah. But like, even, like, soccer, the same, same, same thing you're saying for baseball. I've heard other countries, like, in Spain and stuff, in Europe. Oh, for they soccer. They do that for soccer. Yeah. Like, I knew a kid that, like, he's like, yeah, like, my parents sent me to a soccer school. But you know, to play soccer, blah, blah, blah. But they still go to school, quote, unquote, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these kids, bro, I'm telling you, the entire day. Like, imagine if, like, I took you at 12. I'm like, okay, you're done with school. Like, I'm only going to put you through running back drills and, like, lift and eat all day. Like, how much better would you be right now? Instead of, like, going to chemistry. Yeah. Not even chemistry. You'd be too young for that. Like, <laughs> like whatever science class you're in at 12. And it's like, all right. It's like crazy. Morning, like, a whole schedule, bro. Like, IMG. We're going to lift. We're going to eat. Then I got your running back coach. We're going to do footwork drills. Rest for, like, another three hours. Train again. Go to sleep, wake up, do it again. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's, I never heard of that. Not Bro, it's nuts, dude. Baseball. They're becoming yeah. monsters. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's high risk, high reward, right? It is, but that's what I say. A lot of players, like, yeah, we're seeing a lot of great players. You know what I mean? But, you know, we're seeing a lot of great players. Like I said, nowadays, people are just focusing on one sport, and they're, oh, just, they're going all in on it. They're dude. going it's, all in. So yeah. it's, it's, but it's like I said, higher risk, higher reward. A lot of those kids sometimes get burnt out and they get hurt before they even get there. Especially, yeah, if you're pitching all day, like the elbow stuff, shoulder stuff. Yeah. That's tough. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know how all this worked, bro. Yeah. No. So, the baseball world's different. Baseball world is different, man. Every, I think every sport is a little bit different, but, you know, that's, that's a, like I said, high risk, high reward because people get burnt out really quickly. Like I was, I had some friends that just stopped playing basketball because they were burnt out. They even stopped playing football. You're like, damn, like you were nice back in the day. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm good on it though. Like I'm tired. Like what? Like what do you mean? Like you're, you want like you know like you were like one of the best point guards I ever seen, or like you were like the best running backs or whatever. See where athletes I see in the field. Like uh, I'm just kind of tired of it. I want to do my own thing. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but it happens more than what you think. Basketball maybe more than others because you can is like the sport that you can most actually train on your own because all you need is a hoop and a ball. Mm-hmm. If I want to work on BP batting practice, I need someone to feed me balls. I'm a quarterback. If I want to work on throwing, like yeah, I mean I can set up targets, but it's not the same as a, like a re- actual receiver. So like that requires more than one person. Right. Mm, hockey, I guess you could just be you in a net. Yeah. But with basketball, like, you know, you hear stories of Kobe just going to the gym and, like, you just put up shots for hours. Yeah, that's true. That Yeah, that's true. 
but it's just different like when someone's forcing you to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When someone's forcing you to do it, then it's like, oh, it feels like a job. But when you're just doing it because you actually love the game, it's different. Like, who did it because you love the game? Some kids, think, some kids some kids, are being forced by their parents to do it. Or I think some of these, like, South American kids, they're doing it because they need to, too. Like, for That's money. And their, their parents are probably just need the money, too. And, like, the kids the way out. So, it's like, you know, baseball yeah. money is, like, you, you can sign a $20 million contract and that changes your entire family's fortune. Yeah. You could even get signed in different leagues over there. So baseball is big. You know, baseball baseball is bigger than what I thought. Like me being exposed to the baseball world from like, you know, where I work out at. Definitely a lot of money and capital that could be made. You know what I mean? If you're a player. Oh, uh, dude, some MLB guys at my gym haven't played in like three, four years and they're still cashing checks. Like every year they get like a $2 million check. Because they, like some teams will offload the contracts for like an extra 10 years and they'll just space it out. Players are like, all right, fine. Like, that's cool. Like, I'll be retired and I'm just just making money. And they'll just come to the gym and just stay in shape or whatever. It's wild, bro. It's wild. Baseball, that baseball money's long. Dude. It's kind of nice. I wish, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard, but if you make it, yeah. It's also hard to make it, though. Baseball players are, and I know, I don't know how you thought, but like, baseball players are pretty athletic, too. Bro, I heard that. Okay, we'll get to nah, that point. They're, they're, they're not. pretty. They're bro, bro, no, no, they're, no, they're not, bro. Listen, listen. They're 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 more athletic than what you think. Like I work out with a lot of like MLB mm, players. Depends. Because for them, so like when they test, they run sixties instead of the forties. They run sixty yard dashes. Blah blah blah. They do. And there's some kids there, like no MLB players come back, college kids, and those kids. Some of the kids are flying. Some kids run like a six four, six three, six five. And you're like, that's moving. And, like, they're pretty built kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're more athletic than you think. Like, obviously, you know, football athletics are different, but they're they're more athletic than what what you think. I don't know about that one. But, um, no, what I was going to say is, like, in football, like, if you're a first-round pick, Mm. there's a good chance that, like, well, A, like, not even a good chance. Like, you're going to be a starter. Whether you're going to be a starter for a long time or not, I don't know. But, like, they're going to put you in. And, I mean, there's a decent chance, like, you're going to be a big part of this program because, like, or of the franchise. Or, like, like you, if you're taking a first-round pick, you're thinking he's going to be a pro bowler. That's, that's the right. idea, right? Right. There's a lot of busts, but that's the idea. In baseball, like, I can take someone top 10, and most likely, like, he's never even going to play a single play for my team. Mm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's like someone told me, I don't know if this is right or wrong, it's like 30% of dudes that go first round actually like make it to the majors and play. The other 70 just are in the system. Yeah. Like triple, double. It's a. hard. It's hard to make it out. That's what I learned to meet a lot of people. And they don't make much money, dude. No, it's a grind. So every sport's a grind. It's a first round pick, bro. Every sport is a grind. I didn't know. I thought it was, I thought, you know, outside looking in, I thought like, oh, like baseball, whatever. You get signed, nice little contract. But like, like for example, you know, some kids get drafted out of, High school and make it like a two million dollar deal, but that may be the only deal they get if they don't make it out of triple A. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, dude, triple A. What? What are you AAA, making in triple A? Fifty. I have no idea. What do you, th- what do you think average good. salary is? I have no idea. I'm guessing. Give me a number. I hope I hope six figures because that would suck to only make like, you know, fifty k. Okay, average salary for triple A. Is forty to ninety five. Okay. 
Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, like 60. And the majors minimum is 700, but I don't know, such a small percentage are making it up there. Yeah. It's definitely different. But yeah, it's it's pretty hard to make it out for baseball. You know what I mean? You stay in... in We have have a few dudes at SC who uh, turned down baseball contracts. Like they got drafted. Yeah. Just to play uh, college football. But now they're they're making money playing college football, so it's a little different. Yeah. It's not like Kyler back in the day who turned down... um, How much did Kyler turn down? Kyler turned down a lot of money. He went first round. Yeah. But, I mean, he made it back, though. Oh, no. no. It, it worked out. For him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, and I think, who else did? Russell Wilson. At the Wilson. time, he, he didn't know. Russell Wilson also, too, played baseball. Yeah, but he didn't go first round. Yeah. But I'm saying, he, exactly, he made more than he's going to do in baseball, probably. I mean, you know, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, $14 million contract from the A's. Yeah. Which he, it was guaranteed. $14 million guaranteed. Yeah. No, he made it back. Yeah, he made it but, back. And so, he, he could have not. Yeah. He could have gotten hurt. No, nah, he he made it back. So, yeah. It's it's, it's a good sport, but like I said, you got to just grind in it. But, I don't know. Which sport do you think has the best athletes? Hmm. Best athletes? Yeah. What sport do you think? I know I talk to baseball players sometimes. They're like, yeah, baseball players are the best athletes. No one's saying that. Huh? No one's saying that. I promise you. Some baseball players I talk to, like, yeah. That's the most ridiculous. They were, they were, they were like, yeah, baseball players are the best athletes because we have to run, hit. That's ridiculous. Like, but best okay. hand-eye coordination, it's a different thing. But, like, what's an athlete? Like, what's your, what's everything in your parameter for what's a good athlete? Like, speed? Yeah, speed. Speed, power. Speed, power, strength. Strength. Those three? Yeah, that's athletic. Speed, power, strength. Speed, power, strength, and I guess agility too. Is it like a spark rating, like your Nike spark rating? Is that what makes someone the yeah. most athletic? I, I guess, yeah. That's like I'm saying. Who if, do you if think? If it's that, if you're putting strength into it, then football, because basketball has freaks with the agility, but they're like they're weak. So like, and they don't have as much power with different kinds of power. That's what I'm saying. Power generating force versus power in terms of like leaping mm-hmm. and jumping and cutting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like people always have a debate who, who the better athletes are. And and if you weigh more too, it makes it much more impressive and much more difficult. Exactly. That's what I it's say. It's like a Miles Garrett doing it at, what is Miles away? Like He's like 6'5", two, 260 probably. Seven, yeah, bro. Like, yeah. like there aren't a ton of those dudes in the NBA. Unless it's like LeBron. There's one LeBron. Yeah, that can move like Miles Garrett. There's not too many. Yeah, Miles is two seventy one. Yeah, he's moving, jumping out the gym. He's moving. He's, right. he's jumped too. Yeah, and there's a few guys like that. Yeah. So, what sport would you say has the best athlete? Football for sure, bro. Football for sure. Yeah. Okay. You don't think? And why do you say, bro? Because you told me the parameter was size. No, I said I strength, mean, strength, speed, and power. Okay. And so that's, he, that's got the best average of those three. And I said in agility too. Just throw it in there. You know what I mean? Because some yeah. sports you don't like, you know. Okay. Those edge rushers, if I had to go position, probably, yeah. Backs and edge rushers. Those are like the freakiest dudes. Like yeah. the Nick Chubbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it, Saquons. Even, even linebackers. Of the world. Some, even linebackers. Some, yeah. Linebackers are very, I mean, everyone's, most of the tight ends are really the ones that are like super athletic. 
That's you. They're, 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 Cause, yeah, because they've got the size. They kind of sneak it. They're, they could be tall. Still yeah. be moving. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, football. I mean, I, I mean, I agree, but I also know, you know, different players. Like I, like you said, it depends what you define as being athletic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like this is a good question. I wonder how people would answer that. You know what I mean? Boys are back. Um, yeah, it's already five fifty. What you got going on the rest of the day? Gonna get back, finish up some work. Probably. What you been doing? You've been working a lot. Yeah, working, grinding. Bro, we gotta get, we gotta get this uh, XFL thing going, bro. We gotta get, yeah. You need it, and we need it. Need it. It's tough, but uh, I think I think we're gonna figure it out, bro. Yeah, I mean, it only takes one phone call. It only takes one person. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the XFL and USFL merging? Like, what do you feel about that? You th- you th- do you think it was? You think it's a good business plan for the both of them, or you think it's only going to like make things a little bit weird? No, nah, it seems like. I mean, XFL lost sixty million dollars last year, hmm. and it seems like the USFL had the best uh, TV deal. Because uh, Fox owns the USFL, mm-hmm. and they didn't do as good of a job on branding and name recognition um, as the XFL did. It wasn't as flashy. But from what I'm hearing, like I've talked to a few like USFL coaches and like my Asian and people in that side of the world, and they said USFL had better players. Um, mm. No, 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 no. Yeah, USFL had better players. The XFL had better coaches. Right. So most so, of you. It seems like they're kind of merging both of the pros together and creating a uh, like a super league, like, super yeah. minor league yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Like the it's, best it's of good, both. Right, right, it's, like, I mean, it's a great opportunity, honestly. It's better. Yeah. So you get the branding of the XFL, the great right. TV deal that the USFL has. Mm. You get the best players of both, the best coaches of both. It should be a better product. I mean... Like if the hypothesis is, could a second football league work in the spring? I think that's true. They've been putting it on, like they've been testing that theory out. It's a matter of doing it. It's a matter of doing it right. Um, I mean, the XFL was a good product. I thought, like, yeah, no, like, it's it's been it's been giving kids a lot of opportunities that they probably from from a business standpoint. Like if like oh, okay. you own the league. But you said they lost. There's a thirst for it. Well, yeah. They lost a lot of money. Yeah, but I think that's that's because of the TV deal. That's right. Uh, I mean, I think from a business standpoint, if you know you're losing money, and I think they had to do the merger. And not a good, yeah, mer- merging kind of helped them. But now they're explain. saying they're gonna take the they're gonna take five teams from each league. They're saying, I mean, I think it's smart to start in February right after the Super Bowl because that's what the XFL did last year. So it kind of like it keeps the momentum going of like. Football season just ended, but we have an alternate. So it's like people are bummed out there's no more football because you've been used to watching it for, I mean, by that point, what, 21 straight weeks? I mean, there's people every Sunday that all they do is just sit on the couch and watch games the entire day. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's a big shock to go from that to like, now what do I do with my weekends? And now there's an alternate. Now it's not nearly going to be as good as watching Mahomes and Tua 
on a Sunday. But what if I can get, you know, a, a Ben DiNucci out there who's slinging it to yeah. Josh Gordon? Ben DiNucci or a and, freaking Mo, a freaking Mo. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know. And you spice it up with like what the X Files doing with like some some of the contents mic'd up. You've got, uh, oh geez, this again, the camera. Yeah, I heard it. No, I was saying you spice it up. You spice it up with the the sideline content that they're doing. They do a good job of it, of like adding that extra. I think the refs are mic'd up, which is cool. Like you can hear them talking about like. That's cool. They, they okay. give you more okay. access. And the cool thing too is from a player standpoint, they really care about like dudes kind of building their brand because, you know, the leagues that are player centric, like the NBA, they do better mm-hmm. because there's drama, there's storylines, like that's why basketball has grown so much in the past 10 years because of that off-season drama. Like, like these players are all, they all have different platforms more than football players do because they're more encouraged to do that and speak out. You know, there's PG's got his show. Draymond's got his, like everyone's got like JJ Redick is is not a current player, but he's having all these dudes on. Um, If you take that, like, like what sells like storylines and drama Mm -hmm. really stories. So I think if you're able to kind of like drive that narrative, so they have, uh, I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but in Dallas last year, that, that was their base. That was like the hub where, where all the dudes live. They had like content studios, which is cool. Like they're trying to push dudes to like record content, do podcasts, like different things like what we're doing now. Um, so I think it's smart. I think it's a good, that's what I would do. Wouldn't you? What? Like push guys to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Helping guys promote themselves, right? Create, yeah. create their own because brand. in turn that that promotes the the, the league. Yeah, promotes as the a league. Whole. The yeah. bigger, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't get guys like like Manzel in there. Like even even if he's not like just big names, like. Yeah. But they do like have they, who, who they, are big they, quarterbacks. Like I dude, disagree. Tebow I dis- hasn't played in well, how many years? But like, who's not going to watch that? I agree. If a business standpoint, yes. But I think that a league like that is a development league where like it should be players like. Kind of like you can it's, still it's develop like, dudes, but like, you still need big names. That's true, but it should, it should be fifty fifty. It should be guys that like, you know, it could, yeah, it could be both. Still need a chance, but like, oh, the you know rosters I mean? are fifty three dudes. Like, yeah, it could be. You're right. I mean, listen, you're right. Wouldn't you do that? Like, if I if I said, Davon, you own the X file today. Yeah. Like what? Like aren't you, why aren't you calling those dudes? You tell me. I would have got Colin Kaepernick in there. Yeah. You know he's still he's NFL talent, but you know obviously you know, things that went on went on with him in the NFL. But I think he would be great for a league like that, and it'll bring that's great publicity. Hate him or love him, that that's a story, that yeah. storyline, storyline. Like, you're gonna watch it. That's, yeah. that's Floyd story. So you know what I mean, story everyone sell. who hates Floyd, they're they're watching the fights. Of course, that's of course. money. Of course, so that's what I'm saying. I think having someone like him, um, you know, who whoever else, you know what I'm saying, you can get a, like you said, big name. Even, I would put Johnny Manziel on there. Because he's a exciting player. Now, would Johnny Mazzello do it? I think he would. But also, you know, I don't... I don't think he would take it serious, but I think he'll I think he'll, he'll pull up. Yeah. <laughs> would take it serious, probably not. Right, but, yeah. I mean, he'll still ball. I mean, he'll still, like, go out there. I don't know if he'll ball, but he'll pull up. That's true. That's true. 
Yeah, yeah, he hasn't played. He has, I don't know if he's he's still playing. I don't. Mm, not really. Bro, he was doing the FCF thing, the fan control. Oh, fan control. Football. Yeah, yeah. He, he smoke. He got caught smoking on that. Right? He was. Was he? Remember, like after touchdown. I think that was a different he, dude. No, that's him. Johnny Mizell. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Look it up. I promise you. I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't think that. I bro, think that was a different dude. I, no, when he scored touchdown, he sparked up, which is yeah. crazy. I think he owns that team too. Now? Like, I think he owned or was a partial owner of the team that he was playing for. Dude, Josh Gordon was on that team too. Josh Isn't that Gordon crazy? He's still playing? Bro, he's in Seattle in the XFL. Him, what a, him, Jacor, and Danucci were like the best offense in the XFL last really? year. Really? Yeah. I think he Gordon got a chance to play. He got a couple NFL trials, but I don't think the team. Did he? I don't think I teams think took teams, a chance. Um, I think teams are just scared of the whole yeah. him failing a drug test. Just crazy, cause now like drugs, like depends what type of drugs are. I well, don't, you know? No, it's crazy because you know when you're gonna get tested. <laughs> that's true. That is. So true. that's just like a. It may be something else, a little bit deeper for him. You know what I mean? Maybe like okay, like was he have? You know what I mean? Going on, you know. You think? Maybe. But you know. No, it was a different guy. Did, you sure? Yeah. Oh wait, was it? It's him. That's him. No way. Yeah. Well, so Eckler, Eckler owns a team. Marshawn Lynch owns a team. Austin Eckler? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Beast. Um, nice. Isn't that an interesting concept? Yeah. But Do you think they make money? Fan control? I don't know. But that's smart from Austin Eckler, you know what I mean, to have a little or from any other in it, the athletes to you know, have their money ownership that's pretty smart yeah austin um he does a lot of things off the field yeah he's smart he's a smart dude yeah seems like pretty smart dude has a head on straight yeah Yeah, i asked him i asked his team to do the podcast he said um they said they were talking about after the season yeah that'd be dope he does he loves media thing like i think he's got his own show that's what they were saying too like he's been busy with his own show like in season all that yeah he's smart though he's trying to create his own like brand brand yeah Undrafted dude, right? Undrafted. I think for the most part. I have to run it back. Where did Austin go to school? I want to say it was a not Kent State. Um college. I don't know. I don't know where he went to. Dude, Austin uh Weber? Western Colorado. Western Colorado was credit. I've never heard, never of, heard, heard of, of it. Western Colorado. D1, D2? D1 double A. Dude. Well, that's the other thing that Tyson Badgett guy went D two from the Bears, the quarterback. Oh yeah, he's balling. Yeah, he's how did how did he do today? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. He is. He is. Shout out Rob. The oh, Bears, they, man. they lost today, bro. Shout out Rob and the Bears. Seventeen to twenty four. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, so ah, damn. Right, he threw three picks. Oh boy. Eighteen of thirty, two twenty, two tuds, three picks. Tough. It's probably a lot. Who do you play? Um, New Orleans. Okay. I mean, listen. New Orleans is five and seven, uh, five and four. Yeah. But it's it's, it's, I th- it's still a lot coming at you as a quarterback in the NFL. That's probably the hard. Those, that's probably one of the hard positions to like adapt. You know what I mean? It's so much coming at you. Yeah. So can't really be. Rob, Rob said he's a he's good a, dog. He's a gamer. Yeah. I mean, he still did not bad though. The picks, yeah, but he's got two TDs. You know what I'm saying? He'll be probably, all right. Probably three, three, three picks. It happens. He's a, he's a rookie quarterback. 
Yeah. How many times Daniel Jones turned the ball over? They still keep him in the game. He's been playing what four years now. That's no shade of Daniel Jones, but you know what I mean. That you gotta give him time to develop. Yeah, they gave him Daniel Jones time to give him time too. Well, it's, uh, it's not really his team. It's Justin's team. That's true. He got to yeah. What Justin's hurt? Yeah. So he's gonna be out for. Well, I mean, if they keep losing, they're gonna have the number one pick. <laughs> I think they have Carolina's pick too. Carolina. I'm gonna take uh take Caleb. That'll be good. We don't we don't need Caleb. I would love to have Caleb. You know what I mean? But we have Bryce Young. Yeah. The Panthers, so. Oh no, 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 no. The Bears have the Panthers pick. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like they could potentially have the number one two pick and then take Caleb and Marvin Harrison, which would be nasty. Oh, okay. Bro, that'd be gross. Dude, have you seen Marvin play? No, nah, I've seen him play last year. I've not watched him this much this year. Bro. Good. He's a freak. Yeah. He's nice. He's very nice. He's probably, yeah. Oh, he's like the best. Probably, probably one of the best receivers in college football. If not, you know what I mean? One of the well, best. He is the best. I mean, you know, but he's like the best receiver in college football in the last like 10 years. Okay, that's. Who are you going over? That's Marvin? Low, that's, that's low. Who are you going over, Marvin? I don't know. We got it. There's so many good receivers, though. But he's definitely a good receiver, though. He's, he's definitely good. He has. He's a monster, bro. And then he said his, his uh, little brother, who's like, I don't know, 13 or something, he said he's better than he was when he was his age. But from a from a scouting standpoint, like they're saying, he's he's that dude. Like that he's guy, yeah, guy. he's that dude. Yeah, I've heard it. I mean, you know, we'll see how, how his game also translates to the NFL too. Cause you know, he's a freak, bro. Like it's gonna translate, dog. I hope so. I like I like his game. I think he's smooth. You know what I mean? He's good. He has good hands. He's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta go out there and do it on Sundays. Like, we know how it is in the league. Like, you have guys that... But also, like, if they take you that early, there's an incentive... Um, to help you, make you develop, like, get you right. Yeah, like, like playing receiver in the league, a lot of it's opportunity and schemes. It's the same in college, but even more so, like, like you can scheme a P-squad guy or even an XFL guy's, like, six to eight touchdowns a year just based off of scheme. Because the margin and talent, I mean, there's some, for sure, like, there's dudes that are better than others. Right. But that whole median, you know, 50% of dudes is, is like all right around the same. And it's just solely based off of scheme. Like you can you can get a guy touchdowns and looks. Because you're moving dudes around. Like you know how of it course. is. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get your best guy. The, the best. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I mean. And if you take someone that early, you want them to look good. Because you want... you. You want your draft picks to look good. Right. That makes you look good. Right. So. Definitely good scheme. Yep. All right, brother. Well, it was another great show. To that week two, three, four, but this is like, you know, season's that's almost true. over. Yeah, I think I think that's why people are a little upset because it's in the middle of the season. But and almost it's three weeks left. Three weeks left. Whole end of bowl game. So we just gotta just handle business in Florida State. I think we could beat Florida State, but we gotta come out on fire. Offense has to come out. Slinging. Defense has been playing really well. Offense just has to play the way they know they can the first like four or five games. Because they, they got great play. We have, we have great players. Yeah. Offensive line looks great. Running backs look great. Well, what's the, like you having been there last year, what's the culture like in terms of, like, this is one of those situations where it's a little bit make or break. Like, yeah. like Miami has the talent to win these last three games, win the bowl game, and like go on a great run yeah. leading into 24. 
but they could also lose the next four just as easily. Yeah. So it's kind of like that make or break point where it's like someone's got to say something, someone has to do something. Like, what's the leadership like in the locker room? Like, you know better than anyone in the media because like you were there not too long ago. Like, is there a guy who can go in front of the team and call like a players only meeting? Like, like what? What can or would happen yeah. behind the doors? I, I think... Like, what happened last? Like, was there yeah. anything like that happened last year? Yeah, of course. I mean, we had a... You know, for me, a lot of times we would have defensive players. On defensive side, they would, you know, be the most vocal, I think. So we'd have guys like Corey Flagg. Shout out Corey Flagg. He's playing pretty well. He made, uh, I think, the game saving tackle. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's very... That yeah. zone read. Or it wasn't even a zone read. He was supposed to give it. Did, yeah. you, did you hear him talk about that? No, 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 no. Yeah, Cade was supposed to give it. Oh, okay. Well, he might have gotten it. He made, yeah. But no, but Corey made a huge play. Yeah, on Corey that. made a huge play. So I know he's very vocal. So he's like one of the leaders on defense. James Williams, Cam, uh, Cam Kitchens. Yeah, when he does speak, everyone listens. I mean, you, 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 he's respected throughout the locker room. And yeah, I mean, he's a, one of the best safeties in college football. Yeah, yeah. So you know, all guys like that. So you know, a lot of people step up. You know, I'm I'm probably missing some, but I remember last year, those would be the most vocal guys. So you know, we have players, and it's not about the leadership. You know, I think it's just everyone just being accountable. Continue. That's something that coach that coach stressed a lot. Like you gotta hold your hold your neck, hold the next person accountable. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't, ma it doesn't matter players, if you're. It doesn't matter if it's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think it matters if you were. I don't think it matters if you're a starter or if you're a walk on or whatever. I think holding each other accountable is a big thing that we had to learn last year, and I think they gotta do that in the next couple of weeks. Like, okay, listen. Like, yo, like, you got to go to your brother. You're not playing well. You need to try X, Y, and Z. Like, I see you're not preparing the same way. Like, do this, that, and the third. So, I think holding each other accountable the next three weeks is what's going to help bring them victory. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, they have well, the talent. I, I'm just saying it's not going to happen just on its own, though. Like, it's going to require, like, a guy like Corey or Cam to go in front of the team. And, like, I mean, I'm not going to tell them what to do. But, like, yeah. like of course. even at SC, like. Of course. Like you see, like it, like the best terrors are all the best teams rather are all player led. Yeah, and you, I I agree, and and that's something that our coaching staff taught us too. Like those are the teams. Like you don't the coaches just kind of just there to call the plays. We create the environment and the culture. You know what I mean? They can give us little tricks and stuff like that to help build the culture, but we really control the culture. So yeah, I mean I think I think the culture is well there. Like you said, you know it's it's good. It's just you know, we kind of just kind of fell short the last couple games. You know what I mean? Like, we're not getting blown out. It's just, like, those last couple plays. Like, what could we done yeah. better? No, that's so. actually a really good point. Like, you're not getting blown out. Yeah. So, we're not getting, like, you know, that's the biggest thing. Last year, we just kind of different. We kind of, some games, we were kind of get blown out. But this year, I think it's the definitely team, a better team. team. And, like, and you did the, mention the, the, the offensive team, line's The team's fighting to the end. I respected the way the defense played at the end against NC State, like they could let them score on the one yard line, whatever, two, two or three yard line, yeah. and they held their own. We were talking about this before, also. It's a championship level defense, which makes it even more of a shame, like to kind of just waste that, bro. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even play in Miami. I'm not even like really a fan, but just watching it's like, it's, it's frustrating, bro. It's a shame, bro. Because yeah, you have yeah. dogs on, like, Cam's a first rounder, James is going to the league, Daryl and Jaden on the perimeter at corner our league guys as well. Like that front seven has tons of young studs too. Yeah, bro. Um, like I want to say the what? There's like at least like six, seven league dudes on that defense. Like it's a very legit yeah, defense. If not more, yeah. Like, and the big weakness is the offensive line. It's one of the strengths now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Receivers are balling. 
Yeah. Everyone's click is I I just think we're just you know It's like, just yeah. Yeah. It's just I don't you I mean, know quarterback play. Yeah. I mean And turnovers. Turnovers. I think the biggest thing is just turnovers. You know what I mean? You don't know if you can put it on one position group, but just turnovers. Like the biggest thing I think is just like, you know, okay, like how we fix turnovers, how we not shoot ourselves in the foot. Like you said, the last four games we've probably had how many turnovers? Probably like what, 12, 10 or 12 turnovers? Yeah. Something like that, right? A good amount, right? Yeah. That's not going to win your games on the road either. I think Tyler's gone four touchdowns and 10 picks in the last four games. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's, it's tough to win games, no matter who you are. It's tough to win games like that. Doesn't matter how good your defense plays, you kind of gotta, you know, you know, it's 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 hard. So you know, like I said, I think he knows he has to play better, and I think he will. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know, I know, you know. Did you watch any other games over the weekend? Honestly, I did not. I was just focused on the Miami game. Uh, I'm from North Carolina, so it's kind of no good to see. You know, I'm from Raleigh, NC State. NC State. Damn, bro, why are you rooting for NC State? No, I'm not rooting for NC State. I just want to. You know, did you like root, root for them? Like, how does it work within North Carolina in terms of like fandom? Like Duke, I, UNC, NC State. Like those yeah, are all Duke, powerful. UNC. Yeah, I was always a UNC fan. I had cousins who played at UNC, uh, so I've always been a UNC fan. Dad went to state though, so and then my head is that a big robbery? NC State, UNC, not really. It's more UNC Duke basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's very very big. Yeah. Uh, football, yeah, it'll be a little bit. Dude, North Carolina football is kind of underrated. It is. I told you about this one. We got some of the easily some of the best athletes. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm, just, listen, I said, I'm, I'm not saying that Florida doesn't. Take the compliment, bro. I'm not saying that. No, listen. Listen, like a lot of guys, in, I know, like a lot of guys in North Carolina, we grew up playing basketball, and then we switched to football because like it's so overpopulated. Mm. So like a lot of times football is like our second sport, whereas here in Miami, it's the other way around. football is your first sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... We're just athletes up there. We just, you know what I mean? Like, you guys are hoopers. It's different. Hoopers. Yeah. But athletes, you got to be like, a lot of us make smooth transitions and play. Like, Dessa Lawrence, he played basketball. You know what I'm saying? Big dude. But he he's always been able to move. Yeah. Oh, he's from North Carolina. From North Carolina. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then went down to South Carolina to play Clemson. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I don't know how they let him out of, Money. I don't know how North Carolina let him out of, out of uh, that boat pain. But hey, good for him though. But yeah, so we got uh we got enough talent up there for sure. Yeah, big hooping culture. Yeah. Yeah, no, football is definitely like football is everything down here. Although like basketball has picked up. I think uh the number one basketball recruit was from down here. Is it the Boozer? Boozer, Boozer yeah, twins? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're twins? I thought it was only one guy. Oh, are the brothers? Oh, I don't know, I'm yeah. asking. It doesn't matter. They come they come to Carolina, we strapping it, strapping that shit up. For real? It's different out there. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, like the hoop, the hooper culture is a little different. The best basketball states is it? Um, I thought Illinois, New York. Yeah, I mean up north, yes for sure. I know DC, like yeah, DMV yeah, yeah. has a good. DC open. is really good basketball. Not really the V, but I know the V is solid. But you know, it's once you it's North Carolina up, then it's like okay, like that's where the basketball really starts. Like, but I know, like we hold our own easily. Like really. It's not even close. Florida's picking up, bro. No, it wouldn't even be close. Like I play pickup here, and then playing pickup, growing up in North Carolina, not even. Close. It's different. Just talent, like bro, raw talented. skill or raw 
raw skill. Like or you just guys, fundamentals. More athletic, but like just raw, like natural, like basketball skill. Mm. Like, because guys are just playing earlier. We're playing early, so we're exposed to more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like New York. Like they're supposed to play playing basketball a little bit early because they don't really have fields. Well, I stuff. think that's weather. I think in cold weather states, you have to play indoor sports more. That's true. That's true. Like California, Texas, Florida, why are they yeah. so good at football? Because you can play year round. Yeah. You have spring ball. You guys are good at football, like yeah. soccer and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mostly football. Yeah. yeah. Not basketball. Yeah. We just expose that. So it cuts out like five months out of the year. Like, what are you going to go out there when it's snowing? I mean, you could technically, but you're more likely to just stay inside. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's going to stay inside. Yeah. You guys don't have spring ball, right? No. That's crazy. Like, that, that's a whole developmental period that you're missing. That is, and you know how it is. Those and screens, seven on seven culture too. Like you guys don't really have that either, do you? We have seven on seven, but it's not as big what you guys have. Dude, seven on here is a whole industry. Like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Like dudes getting offers off of it. It's a whole like dudes getting paid yeah. sponsorships, huge sponsorships. No, it's crazy. Yeah, but uh, overtime created the whole league. You saw that the OT seven? Yes, down here, right? They have a team, right? I don't know. Okay, it's, it's a uh, tournament. Yeah, nah, like broadcasting way, and yeah. all that. It's way bigger than when I was growing up. We didn't like it was seven on seven. We played like different teams, but it was way, it's way bigger down here for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was I smooth. think that's why dudes are like dudes are just better at an early age as well. Yeah, because you get, because of that. Like, like we know like from playing collegiate football that that springtime that like develop developmental period right there in spring you you get a lot better in spring. You know what I'm saying? Because you're working on your game. And then you got the summertime to work on it. Like you're getting better to playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're playing one time a year, really. You guys are playing all, throughout the whole year. So of course, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit harder. Whereas, you know, basketball, we're playing all, all year round. Like basketball, basketball, basketball. Did you want to play basketball? Yeah. I mean, like you'd that, rather play college basketball than college football? That, I mean, listen, that was like my first sport. And I was like, what, five came out, like four or five came out just, just killing it. Like, at four? Like, yeah, four or five years old. I came out um, like playing basketball. It was my first ever. <clears throat> that was my first like organized sport was really? basketball. Then I picked up football, I think like two years later. You know, besides playing in the backyard and stuff. Yeah. That's how I grew up playing in the backyard, playing in the street. Yeah. And then, you know. I got recess. Yeah, just yeah, the yeah. boys. Just know. playing outside. And then after that, it was baseball. But. So uh, basketball was like my number like number one sport, but yeah, I wanted to, wanted to play, but you know, again, if you're not, it's so overpopulated. Like it's in North Carolina. In North Carolina, well, it's it's hard to make it out, and and like you're not super tall, so yeah, I'm not short, <laughs> bro. How tall are you? Six one, six foot, six one. I mean, I, I mean, mean it's, I'm, it's, I'm not one of those guys. Like, it's oh, way, like, it's way harder. It than is harder. Uh, that's what at I told six myself. Foot, like you got to be a yeah. dog. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's I told myself that. So I, actually, my mom told me she was like, "Listen, like, she was like, listen, like, you're not that tall. Like, yeah, like you're good at basketball, Damn. but like you're way more athletic." But now nah, she yeah. kept it real though. No, 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 it's true, bro. I mean, because I've I've had teammates in high school who were like tweeners, like maybe what six four, six five, which is like you're a tall rush yeah. end or tight end in football, and like you can get a bunch of offers, but in right. basketball you're short. And I'm going to take a quick second to tell you about Prize Picks, the ultimate destination for daily fantasy sports. Prize Picks has made this football season the most thrilling one yet. Forget battling it out with the pros and sharks. With Prize Picks, you're just up against the numbers. I've personally had a blast playing Prize Picks, and it's so simple. In less than 60 seconds, I can make my picks and submit my entry, and it's truly a game changer. You get to select two or more players 
pick more or less on their projected stats, and just like that, you're in the game. Speaking from my own experience, I've debated countless times with the boys how the Pac-12 isn't overrated. Now I can put my money where my mouth is and turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. It's incredibly exciting to test your skills on prize picks and see how far you can go. And if that's not enough, prize picks offers quick withdrawals and an enormous selection of players and stat types. So here's the deal. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash momentum and use code momentum for a first deposit match up to $100. Yep, that's right up to $100 for just joining the action on prize picks. Enjoy the episode. Exactly. Like if you're a 6'4", six, 6'5", small forward, I mean, that, I mean that's kind of not going to cut it. That's, like that's more that's shooting like, guard height. Yeah. You got to be disgusting. And I was like, okay, listen, I can give a bucket. Don't get twisted. Yeah, I can you got to be a different. Bucket. Yeah, you got to be, yeah. But like, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, go like high D1 like I did in football. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah, it was yeah. not even close. Like yeah. I picked up football and then it was like, all right, like things started just like, you know, going in order, so. You know, it's different. It's different, man. Did you play basketball growing up? I did. I played I played in middle school, but once I got to high school, my dad just wanted me to stick to football. So you played one sport that here? Yeah, I played a year of lacrosse. Yeah. Uh, Lax really boy? I just I just did a year just Lax like bro. just to mess around with like my friends. Yeah. But yeah, my dad was always really uh a stickler about like sticking to one Thing. Really? That's yeah. weird. We've always, I just know growing up where I was, everyone just like, we kind of like, we played through whatever the season was. It was football season. I think that's how it should be. Basketball and yeah. baseball. And I think that always made me all around athlete. I think so, it makes you a better athlete. So when I came to, it didn't matter. So when I came to any season, I was always like at least in some type of shape. And I was always like at least, yeah. could they move and have good feet? And you're not going to get burnt out too. Don't get burnt out. Because you play football, if I, and in it, and I think a lot of players that play more different, more than one sport have less injuries because <clears throat> your body and your muscles yeah. are used to training at different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Playing football, you know, football is a lot of your body. So all I, that, I feel like if you look at all the best athletes in the league right now, most of them were dual sport athletes in high school. Like easy. either track, track and basketball are going to be the two big other sports that you're playing. But right. I don't know, like there's got to be a stat somewhere. I'm telling you, it's, it's yeah. maybe it's not the majority, but a lot of dudes. Yeah. And that's what sucks though. It's it's been kind of changing. With seven on seven, that's a big part of it though. Yeah. I don't but I don't agree. I think still to this day we're finding that the better athletes I I think now a lot of kids are doing a lot more personal training. So they're doing a lot more personal bro, training. From a young and, age too, bro. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So it's this this gym I'm working at, the the one in Hialeah I was telling you about. Yeah. It's all these it's ninety percent plus baseball dudes. Like some MLB, college, high school, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like where kinda you're where at. Out, yeah. yeah. But you guys have a little more football, I think. Nah, it's 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 mostly baseball. It's mostly baseball. So I didn't like I didn't know much about baseball growing up, like how it worked in terms of like working your way up through uh, you know the minor league system, triple double yeah, it's A, and lot, all that. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like even like the international dudes, I didn't know how any of this worked as a football dude. Apparently, like some of these countries in South America, they'll pluck you at like twelve thirteen. And then you don't have to go to school anymore based off of like their country's rules. Did you know this? I didn't know that. So I didn't like, know it was like that in the US, obviously you have to like go legally to you have to go through high school. And like, I believe, right? You have to. You're right. You yes, gotta you, look that up. What's the. Yeah, in baseball, you can't get, uh, you can't get called from the, from like high school to MLB without graduate. Like you gotta go through high school. You have to, mm. I'm pretty sure. Maybe there's like a cutoff age. But anyways, in South America, it's way younger. So there's these like 11, 12, 13 year olds at my gym 
I'm like, bro, who are these kids? Like, why aren't you in school? Like we're training like in the morning. I'm like, are you homeschooled? Like, who, like what are you doing? They don't speak but, English at all. Yeah. And basically they have these verbal offers from these MLB teams, like two, $3 million at like 11 years old. And wow. um, your agent basically is like paying for all your training. And then they fly you up here to Miami to train for a few months, like get bigger, like work in the batting cages with like real pro dudes. And then, um, and then once you hit a certain age, I want to say like 14 or 15, that's when the teams can bring you in, but only at their offshore locations. So they all have facilities in like the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Yep, you yeah. You knew this? Yeah, bro. And then that's like I another like this. feeder program. And then once you're like maybe 16, 17, 18 older, then they bring you back to the States. But like, bro, these kids are done with school at 12. Like, yeah. if you get hurt, you're screwed. Yeah. Ba baseball is actually a lot more competitive than what I thought. It's, it's, it's pretty competitive. Well, like, in, maybe not in the U.S., but in other countries, like, people play baseball. You know what I mean? Like, baseball and soccer. Bro, but it's all they do, though. Yeah. But like, even, like, soccer is the same, same, same thing you're saying for baseball. I've heard other countries, like, in Spain and stuff, in Europe. Oh, for soccer. They do that for soccer. Yeah. Like, I knew a kid that, like, he's like, yeah, like, my parents sent me to a soccer school. But you know, to play soccer, blah, blah, blah. But they still go to school, quote, unquote, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these kids, bro, I'm telling you, the entire day. Like, imagine if, like, I took you at 12. I'm like, okay, you're done with school. Like, I'm only going to put you through running back drills and like lift and eat all day. Like, how much better would you be right now? Instead of like going to chemistry, yeah. or not even chemistry, you'd be too young for that. Like, <laughs> like whatever science class you're in at 12. And it's like, all right, it's like crazy. morning, like a whole schedule, bro. Like IMG, we're, we're going to lift, we're going to eat. Then I got your running back coach. We're going to do footwork drills, rest for like another three hours, train again. Go to sleep, wake up, do it again. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's, I never heard of that. Not Bro, it's nuts, dude. Baseball. And they're becoming yeah. monsters. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's high risk, high reward, right? It is, but that's what I say. A lot of players, like, yeah, we're seeing a lot of great players. You know what I mean? But, you know, we're seeing a lot of great players. Like I said, nowadays, people are just focusing on one sport and they're, oh, they're just, going all in on it. They're dude. going it's, all in. So yeah. it's, it's, but it's like I said, higher risk, higher reward. A lot of those kids sometimes get burnt out and they get hurt before they even get there. Especially, yeah, if you're pitching all day, like the elbow stuff, shoulder stuff. Yeah. That's tough. Um, so. Yeah, I didn't know how all this worked, bro. Yeah. No. So. The baseball world's different. Baseball world's different, man. Every, I think every sport is a little bit different, but. You know, that's, that's a, like I said, high risk, high reward because people get burnt out really quickly. Like I was, I had some friends that just stopped playing basketball because they were burnt out. Or even stopped playing football. You're like, damn, like you were nice back in the day. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm good on it though. Like I'm tired. You're like what? Really? Like what do you mean? Like you're, you want like you know like you were like one of the best point guards I ever seen, or like you were like the best running backs or whatever. See, athletes I see in the field. Like uh, I'm just kind of tired of it. I want to do my own thing. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but it happens more than what you think. Basketball maybe more than others because you can it's like the sport that you can most actually train on your own because all you need is a hoop and a ball. Mm -hmm. If I want to work on BP batting practice, I need someone to feed me balls. I'm a quarterback. If I want to work on throwing, like yeah, I mean I can set up targets, but it's mm -hmm. not the same as a, like a re actual receiver. So like that requires more than one person. Right. Mm. Hockey, I guess it could just be you and a net. Yeah. 
But with basketball, like, you know, you hear stories of Kobe just going to the gym and like you just put up shots for hours. Yeah, that's true. That Yeah, that's true. But it's just different like when someone's forcing you to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When someone's forcing you to do it, then it's like, oh, it feels like a job. But when you're just doing it because you actually love the game, it's different. Like Kobe did it because you love the game. Some but kids think, some kids, kids are being forced by their parents to do it. I think some of these like South American kids that are doing it because they need to too, like that's for money. True. And their, their parents are probably just need the money too and like the kids the way out so it's like you know baseball yeah. money is like you, you can sign a 20 million dollar contract and that changes your entire family's fortune yeah you could even get signed different leagues over there so baseball is big you know baseball baseball is bigger than what I thought like me being exposed to the baseball world from like you know where I work out at definitely a lot of money and capital that could be made you know yeah. what I mean if you're a player but, oh dude some MLB guys at my gym haven't played in like three, four years and it's still cash and checks. Like bro, every year they get like a $2 million check. Cause they like some teams will offload the contracts yeah. for like an extra 10 years and they'll just space it out. And players are like, all right, fine. Like, that's cool. Like I'll be retired and I'm just, just making money. And they'll just come to the gym and just stay in shape or whatever. It's wild, bro. It's wild. Ba- baseball, that baseball money's long. Dude. It's kind of nice. I wish, yeah. I it's mean, super it, it's, nice. it's hard, but if you make it, all right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break to tell you about what the boys over at Price Picks are cooking up for you. Price Picks is your ticket to the most exciting and straightforward way to play daily fantasy sports. It's a breath of fresh air in a world where you typically battle it out with thousands of players, including the seasoned pros and fierce sharks. Instead, at Price Picks, you get to handpick two or more players and decide whether they'll exceed or fall short of their projected stats. It's not just another fantasy game, it's a game changer. And here's something unique. Price Picks implements weekly promotions. Take Taco Tuesday, for example. Every Tuesday, they offer discounts on select player projections with savings up to 25%, providing even more value to players. Price Picks has truly transformed the way I engage with sports. It's no longer just a big college football game with national championship implications. It's also an opportunity to cash in and talk some trash to the boys in the group chat along the way. If you're seeking quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and a vast selection of players and stat types, Prize Picks is your go-to daily fantasy sports app. Head over to prizepicks.com forward slash momentum and remember to use code momentum for a first deposit match up to $100. That's right, a potential $100 bonus is waiting for you just for joining the excitement at Prize Picks. Now back to the episode. It's also hard to make it though. Baseball players are, and I know, I don't know how you thought, but like baseball players are pretty athletic too. Bro, I heard that. Okay, we'll, we'll get to nah, that point. They're, they're, they're not. Pretty, they're, bro, bro, no, no they're, they're not, bro. Listen, listen. They're, they're, they're more athletic than what you think. Like I work out with a lot of like MLB mm, players. Depends. Because for them, so like when they test, they run 60s. Instead of the 40s, they run 60 yard dashes, blah, blah, blah. They do. And there's some kids there, like no, MLB players come back, college kids, and those kids, some of the kids are flying. Some kids run like, a six four, six three, six five. You're like, that's moving, mm. and like they're pretty built kids. You know what I'm saying? Like they're more athletic than you think. Like obviously, you know, football's football athleticism is different, but they're they're more athletic than what what you then, think. I don't know about that one, but um, no. What I was gonna say is, like in football, like if you're a first round pick, mm. there's a good chance that. Like, well, A, like not even a good chance. Like you're going to be a starter. Whether you're going to be a starter for a long time or not, I don't know. But like they're going to put you in. And I mean, there's a decent chance like you're going to be a big part of this program because like 
or of the franchise or like like you, if you're taking a first round pick, you're thinking he's going to be a pro bowler. That's the right. idea, right? Right. There's a lot of bust, but that's the idea. In baseball, like I can take someone top 10 and most likely like he's never even going to play a single play for my team. Mm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's like someone told me, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it's like 30% of dudes that go first round actually like make it to the majors and play. The other 70 just are in the system. Yeah. Like triple, double. It's a. hard. It's hard to make it out. That's what I learned to meet a lot of and people. And they don't make much money, dude. No, it's a grind. So every sport's a grind. It's a first round pick, bro. Every sport is a grind. I didn't know. I thought it was, I thought, you know, outside looking in, I thought like, oh, like baseball, whatever. You get signed a nice little contract. But like, like for example, you know, some kids get drafted out of high school and make it like a $2 million deal. But that may be the only deal they get if they don't make it out of AAA. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, dude. Triple A, what? What are you AAA, making in Triple A? Fifty. I have no idea. What do you, th- what do you think average good. salary is? I have no idea. I'm guessing. Give me a number. I hope. I hope six figures, because that would suck to only make like, you know, fifty k. Okay, average salary for Triple A is forty to ninety five. Okay. Yeah, not, it's not like, bad. Yeah, like sixty. In the majors, minimum is seven hundred. But oh, such a small percentage are making it up there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Well, yeah, it's it, <clears throat> it's pretty hard to make it out for baseball. You know what I mean? You stay in. in we, have, we have a few dudes at SC who uh, turned down baseball contracts, like they got drafted. Yeah, and just to play uh, college football. But now they're they're making money playing college football, so it's a little different. Yeah. It's not like Kyler back in the day who turned down. Um, how much did Kyler turn down? Kyler turned down a lot of money. He went first round. Yeah, but I mean, he made it back though. Oh no, no it, it worked out for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think who else did Russell but at the Wilson? Time, he, he didn't know. Russell Wilson also too played baseball. Yeah, but he didn't go first round. Yeah, but I'm saying he exactly he made more than he was going to do in baseball. Probably. I mean, you know, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, fourteen million dollar contract from the A's. Which he it was guaranteed, fourteen million guaranteed. Yeah, no, I mean, he made it back. Yeah, he made it but back. And he, he could have not. Yeah, could have gotten hurt. No, he he made it back. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a good sport, but like you said, you got to just grind in it. But I don't know, which sport do you think has the best athletes? Hmm. Best athletes? Yeah. What sport do you think? I know I talk to baseball players sometimes. They're like, yeah, baseball players are the best athletes. No one's saying that. Huh? No one's saying that. I promise you. Some baseball players I talk to, like, yeah. That's the most ridiculous. They were they were, they're like, yeah, baseball players are the best athletes because we have to run, hit. That's ridiculous. Like, but best okay. hand-eye coordination is a different thing. But, like, what's an athlete? Like, what's your, what's everything in your parameter for what's a good athlete? Like, speed? Yeah, speed. Speed, power. Speed, power, strength. Strength, those three? Yeah, that's athletic. Speed, power, speed, power, strength, and I guess agility too. Is it like a spark rating, like your Nike spark rating? Is that what makes someone the yeah. most athletic? I, I guess, yeah. That's like I'm saying, what if, do you if think? If it's that, if you're putting strength into it, then football. Because basketball has freaks with the agility, but they're like they're weak. So like, and they don't have as much power. 
with different kinds of power. That's what I'm saying. Power generating force versus power in terms of like leaping mm-hmm. and jumping and cutting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like people always have a debate who who the better athletes are. And and if you weigh more too, it makes it much more impressive and much more difficult. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's I say. like a Miles Garrett doing it at what is Miles away? Like he's like six two, five, two sixty probably. Seven, yeah, bro. Like yeah. Like there aren't a ton of those dudes in the NBA. Unless it's like LeBron. There's one LeBron. Yeah. That can move like Miles Garrett, there's not too many. Yeah, Miles is two seventy one. Yeah. He's moving. Jumping out the gym, he's moving. He's right. he's jumped too. Yeah. And there's a few guys like that. Yeah. So what sport would you say has the best athlete? Football for sure, bro. Football for sure? Yeah. Okay. You don't think? And why do you say? Bro, because you told me the parameter was size. No, I said I mean, strength. No, strength, speed, and power. Okay. And so that's, you, that's got the best average of those three. And I said in agility too. Just throw it in there. You know what I mean? Because some yeah. sports you don't like, you know. Okay. Those edge rushers, if I had to go position, probably, yeah. Backs and edge rushers. Those are like the freakiest dudes, like yeah. the Nick Chubbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Saquon, even, even linebackers, of the world. even some, linebackers. Some, yeah, linebackers are very. I mean, everyone's most time the tight ends are really the ones that are like super athletic. That's you. They're because like, yeah, because they've got the size. They're kind of sneaky. They're, they could be tall, still yeah. be moving. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, football. I mean, I, I mean, I agree, but I also know, you know, different players. Like I, like you said, it depends what you define as being athletic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like this is a good question. I wonder how people would answer that. You know what I mean? We gotta get this uh, XFL thing going, bro. <laughs> we gotta get yeah. You need it, and we need it. Need it. It's tough, but uh. I think I think we're gonna figure it out, bro. Yeah, I mean, it only takes one phone call. It only takes one person. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the XFL and USFL merging? Like, what do you feel about that? You th- you th- do you think it was? You think it's a good business plan for both of them, or you think it's only going to like make things a little bit weird? No, nah, it seems like. I mean, XFL lost sixty million dollars last year, hmm. and it seems like the USFL had the best uh, TV deal. Because uh, Fox owns the USFL, mm-hmm. and they didn't do as good of a job on branding and name recognition um, as the XFL did. It wasn't as flashy, but from what I'm hearing, like I've talked to a few like USFL coaches and like my Asian and people in that side of the world, and they said USFL had better players. Um, mm. No, 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 no. Yeah, USFL had better players. The XFL had better coaches. Right. So most of you. It seems like they're kind of merging both of the pros together and creating a uh, like a super league, like, super yeah. minor league yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's so, like cool. the best it's, it's of both. Op- right, because like, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Honestly, it's better. Yeah, so you get the branding of the XFL, the great right. TV deal that you, the USFL has. Mm. You get the best players of both, the best coaches of both. It should be a better product. I mean. Like if the hypothesis is, could a second football league work in the spring? I think that's true. They've been putting it on, like they've been testing that theory out. It's a matter of doing it. It's a matter of doing it right. Um, 
I mean, the XFL was a good product. I thought, like, yeah, no, like, it's it's been it's been giving kids a lot of opportunities that they probably, from from a business standpoint. Like, if like uh, you okay. own the league, but you said they lost. There's a thirst for it. Well, yeah, they lost a lot of money. Yeah, but I think that's that's because of the TV deal. That's right. Uh, I mean, I think from a business standpoint, if you know you're losing money, and I think they had to do the merger. And not again, yeah, mer merging kind of helped them. But now they're saying they're gonna take the they're gonna take five teams from each league. They're saying, I mean, I think it's smart to start in February right after the Super Bowl because that's what the XFL did last year. So it kind of like it keeps the momentum going of like football season just ended, but we have an alternate. So it's like people are bummed out. There's no more football because you've been used to watching it for. I mean, by that point, what, 21 straight weeks? I mean, there's people every Sunday that all they do is just sit on the couch and watch games the entire day. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's a big shock to go from that to like, now what do I do with my weekends? And now there's an alternate. Now it's not nearly going to be as good as watching Mahomes and Tua on a Sunday. But what if I can get, you know, a, a Ben DiNucci out there who's slinging it to yeah. Josh Gordon? Ben DiNucci or a freaking Mo, a freaking Mo. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know, and you spice it up with like what the expo is doing with like some some of the contents mic'd up. You've got uh, oh geez, this again, the camera. Oh, did you hear that too, or just me? Yeah, I heard it. Oh, that's this one. That's fine. Uh -huh. No, I was saying you spice it up. You spice it up with the the sideline content that they're doing. They do a good job of it, of like adding that extra. I think the refs are mic'd up, which is cool. Like you can hear them talking about like, That's cool. they, they okay. give you more okay. access. And the cool thing too is from a player standpoint, they really care about like dudes kind of building their brand because, you know, the leagues that are player centric, like the NBA, they do better mm. because there's drama, there's storylines, like that's why basketball has grown so much in the past 10 years because of that off-season drama. Like, like these players are all, they all have different platforms more than football players do because they're more encouraged to do that and speak out. You know, there's PG's got his show. Draymond's got his, like everyone's got like JJ Redick is, is not a current player, but he's having all these dudes on. Um, if you take that, like, like what sells like storylines and drama mm -hmm. really stories. So I think if you're able to kind of like drive that narrative, so they have, uh, I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but in Dallas last year, that, that was their base. That was like the hub where, where all the dudes live. They had like content studios, which is cool. Like they're trying to push dudes to like record content, do podcasts, like different things like what we're doing now. Um, so I think it's smart. I think it's a good, that's what I would do. Wouldn't you? What? Like push guys to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Helping guys promote themselves, right? Create, yeah. create their own because brand. in turn that that promotes the the, the league. Yeah, promotes as the a league. Whole. The yeah. bigger, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't get guys like like Manzel in there. Like even even if he's not like just big names, like. Yeah. But they do like have they, who, who they, are big they, quarterbacks. Like I dude, disagree. Tebow dis hasn't played in well, how many years? But like, who's not going to watch that? I agree. If a business standpoint, yes. But I think that a league like that is a development league where like it should be players like. Kind of like you can still develop like, dudes, but like, you still need big names. That's true, but it should, it should be fifty-fifty. It should be guys that like, you know, it could, yeah, it could be both. Still need a chance, but like oh, the rosters I mean? are fifty-three dudes. Like, yeah, it could be. You're right. I mean, listen, you're right. 
Wouldn't you do that? Like if I if I said Davon, you own the X file today. Yeah. Like what like aren't you, why aren't you calling those dudes? You tell me. I would have got Colin Kaepernick in there. Yeah. You know, he's still he's NFL talent, but you know, obviously you know, things that have gone on went on with him in the NFL. But I think he'll be great for a league like that, and it'll bring that's great publicity. Hate him or love him, that, that's a story. That's yeah. storyline. Storyline. Like you're gonna watch it. That's, yeah. that's Floyd. Story sell. You know what I mean? Story Everyone sell. who hates Floyd, they're they're watching the fights. Of course. That's of course. money. Of course. So that's what I'm saying. I think having someone like him, um, you know, who whoever else, you know what I'm saying? You can get a, like you said, big name. Even, I would put Johnny Manziel in there because he's an exciting player. Now would Johnny Manziel do it? I think he would. But also, you know, I don't. I don't think he would take it serious, but I think he'll. I think he'll, he'll pull up. Yeah, <laughs> would take it serious, probably not. Right. But yeah. I mean, he was still ball. I mean, he was still like go out there. I don't know if he'll ball, but he'll pull up. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't played. He has, I don't know if he's. He's still playing. I don't. Mm, not really. Bro, he was doing the FCF thing, the fan control. Oh, fan control. Football. Yeah. yeah. He, he smoke. He got caught smoking on there. Right? He was. Was he? Remember, like after touchdown. I think that's a different he, dude. No, that's him. Johnny Mizell. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Look it up. I promise you. I'm gonna look at it right now. I don't think that, I bro, think that was a different dude. I, no, when he scored touchdown, he sparked up, which is yeah, crazy. I think he, I think he owns that team too. No, like, I think he owned or was a partial owner of the team that he was playing for. Dude, Josh Gordon was on that team too. Josh Isn't Gordon, that crazy. He still played. Bro, he's in Seattle in the XFL. Dang. Him, what a, him, Jacor and Danucci were like the best offense in the XFL last year. Really? Yeah. I think he Gordon got a chance to play. He got a couple NFL trials, but I don't think the teams. Did he? I don't think teams took a chance. Um, I think teams are just scared of the whole yeah. him failing a drug test, which is crazy. Because now, like drugs, like depends what type of drugs. I, I well, don't. You no, know. it's crazy because you know when you're gonna get tested. <laughs> that's true. That is. True. So that's just like a. It may be something else, a little bit deeper for him. You know what I mean? Maybe like okay, like what's he have? You know what I mean? Going on, you know. You think? Maybe. But you know, no, it was a different guy. Did, you sure? Yeah. Oh wait, was it? It's him. Whoa, dude. That's him. No way. Yeah. Well, so Eckler, Eckler owns a team. Marshawn Lynch owns a team. Austin Eckler. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Beast. Um. Nice. Isn't that an interesting concept? Yeah. But do you think they make money? Fan control? I don't know. But that's smart from Austin Eckler, you know what I mean, to have a little bit, or from any other in it, the athletes to you know, have their money and ownership. That's pretty smart. Yeah, Austin, um, he does a lot of things off the field. Yeah, he's smart. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a pretty smart dude. Has a head on straight. Yeah, yeah I asked him. I asked his team to do the podcast. He said, um, they said they were talking about after the season. Yeah, that'd be dope. He does, he loves media thing. Like I think he's got his own show. That's what they were saying too. Yeah. Like he's been busy with his own show, like in season and all that. Yeah. But he he's does smart though. He's trying to create his own like you brand. Know, brand. Yeah. Yeah. Undrafted dude, right? Undrafted. I think for the most part, undrafted running back. Where did Austin go to school? I want to say it was like not Kent State. Um, college. I don't know. I don't know where he went to. Dude, Austin, uh, Western Colorado. Western Colorado is crazy. I've never heard of, never heard heard of, of Western Colorado. D1, D2? D1 double A? Dude. Well, that's the other thing that Tyson Badgett guy went D2 from the Bears. The quarterback. 
Oh yeah, he's balling. He's how did how did he do today? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Yes, yes. Shout out Rob. The oh, Bears, they, they lost today, bro. Shout out Rob and the Bears. Seventeen to twenty-four. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, so ah, uh, damn. Already threw three picks. Oh boy. Eighteen of thirty, two twenty, two tuds, three picks. It's tough. It's probably a lot. Who do you play? Um, New Orleans. Okay, I mean, listen, New Orleans that's, is five and seven, uh, five and four. Yeah, but it's it's, it's I f- still a lot coming at you as a quarterback in the NFL. That's where the hard. That's probably one of the hard positions to like adapt. You know what I mean? It's so much coming at you. Yeah. So can't really be. Rob, Rob said he's a he's good dog. A, he's a gamer. Yeah. I mean, he still did not bad though. The picks, yeah, but he's got two TDs. You know what I'm saying? He'll be Bur- all right. Bur- three, three picks. He'll be all right. It happens. He's, he's, a, he's a rookie quarterback. Yeah. How many times Daniel Jones turned the ball over? They still keep him in the game. He's been playing, what, four years now? That's no shade of Daniel Jones, but you know what I mean? You got to give him time to develop. Yeah. They gave him Daniel Jones time. to give him time, too. Well, it's, I don't, it's not really his team. It's Justin's team. That's true. He got to get What, Justin's hurt? Yeah. So he's going to be out for... Well, I mean, if they keep losing, they're going to have the number one pick. <laughs> I think they have Carolina's pick, too. Oh, jeez. Carolina. They're going to take, uh, take Caleb. I'll be good. We don't we don't need Caleb. I would love to have Caleb, you know what I mean? But we have Bryce Young. You know. The Panthers, so. Oh, no, no, no. The Bears have the Panthers pick. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like they could potentially have the number one, two pick and then take Caleb and Marvin Harrison, which would be nasty. Oh, okay. Bro, that'd be gross. Dude, have you seen Marvin play? No, nah, I've seen him play last year. I've not watched him this much this year. Bro. Good. He's a freak. Yeah, he's nice. He's very nice. He's probably, yeah. Oh, he's like the best. Probably, probably one of the best receivers in college football. If not, you know what I mean? One of the well, best. He is the best. I mean, you know, but he's like the best receiver in college football in the last like 10 years. Okay, that's. Who are you going over Marvin? Little, that's, that's a little. Who are you going over Marvin? I don't know. We got it. There's so many good receivers though. But he's definitely a good receiver though. He's, he's definitely good. He has. a monster, bro. And then he said his, his uh, little brother who's like, I don't know, 13 or something. He said he's better than he was when he was his age. But from a from a scouting standpoint, like they're saying, he's he's that dude. Like that, he's, guy, yeah, he's that dude. Yeah, I've heard it. I mean, you know, we'll see how, how his game also translates to the NFL too. Cause you know, he's a freak, bro. Like it's gonna translate, dog. I hope so. I like I like his game. I think he's smooth. You know what I mean? He's good. He has good hands. He's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta go out there and do it on Sundays. Like, we know how it is in the league. Like, you have guys that... But also, like, if they take you that early, there's an incentive. Um, to help you, make you develop. Like, get you right. Yeah. Like, like playing receiver in the league, a lot of it's opportunity and schemes. It's the same in college, but even more so, like, like you can scheme a P-squad guy or even an XFL guy's, like, six to eight touchdowns a year just based off of scheme. Because the margin and talent, I mean, there's some, for sure, like, there's dudes that are better than others. Right. But that whole median, you know, 50% of dudes is, is like all right around the same. And it's just solely based off of scheme. Like you can you can get a guy touchdowns and looks. Because you're moving dudes around. Like you know how of it course. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get your best guy. The ball. The best situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I mean. And if you take someone that early, you want them to look good because you want you. 
you want your draft picks to look good. Right. That makes you look good. Right. So. Definitely good scheme. Yep. Four, brother. Well, it was another great show. 